Hello and welcome back to The Indie, the podcast from the newsroom of the Santa Barbara Independent. I'm your host, Molly McEnany, and this week I went behind the scenes at the Santa Barbara Bowl. When I arrive, I'm greeted by Moss Jacobs, head of talent booking at the bowl by the front gate. Now, Moss's is a big cheese on campus around here. We take a private car up to the top of the hill. Private entrances and gates seem to open before him left and right, no questions asked. And there's an air of respect and admiration for all the work he does in keeping the Santa Barbara Bowl a local treasure. And you can immediately tell Moss's enthusiasm for the community that makes the Santa Barbara Bowl, which is only second to his love for music. Walking up to an elevated VIP section next to the grandstand, Moss begins sharing why the Santa Barbara Bowl stage and amphitheater is special and unique from other venues across the country. From the stage, the expansive pit section, to the very back row, everything at the bowl has been revamped to create the best live music experience possible, both for the audience and the artists. In the background, you'll hear Slightly Stupid's crew doing a sound check for the show as we gaze out over the quaint arena that's buzzing with anticipation. Every show had chairs on the floor. Really? How it used to be. Every show had to have chairs on the floor. They didn't know how to do it otherwise. And so there were shows where the public would come in yeah. in varying degrees of politeness and organization, yeah. move the chairs aside. Oh, my. And sometimes it was done well. Yeah. And sometimes it was done sloppily. Yeah. So we had booked the Beastie Boys to come here. Nice. And I, I knew that we needed to get a more a better clarification, and I thought Beastie Boys and chairs were just going to be a, an unpleasant, yeah. unsafe. So I had a meeting. I set up a meeting with the uh, Santa Barbara Police Department with the uh, officer who was in charge of public events, mm-hmm. and I met him for breakfast and discussed this concept of certain shows, no chairs, yeah. certain shows, chairs, and we would want to pick the safest uh, scenario for mm-hmm, the show. Mm-hmm. So he agreed based on how I presented it and what, how we described it that for the BC Boys we would try it out, no mm-hmm. chairs. Mm-hmm. So we do it, not a problem. It's a great show, one of the one of the best shows yeah. I've ever seen here. It was the first genuinely open show. Yeah. So the next show we did, just coincidentally, was Dwight Yoakam, oh, country show Yoakum. with chairs. Yeah. And just for whatever reason, people got drunk and there were fights. People oh fell and hit their head on the chair. And people fell, and it was like, okay, so with chairs, people were bleeding, and no chairs, chairs, and there was never just dis- there was the discussion was over. Wow! Like Dwight's audience proved our point. I can't that believe Dwight Yoakam's people got. <laughs> it was it was a good show. I like Dwight, yeah. but it w- it was just a, a punctuation mark on. Let's configure the room for yeah. the best use of what the audience wants to do. Well, and I feel like that's the, what's so awesome about the bowl, too, because the Hollywood Bowl doesn't no. doesn't do that. No. And unlike other places where they have what they call a pit, they refer to a GA yeah. pit, this mm-hmm. is a bigger floor. So we can put a quarter of the total capacity on this floor. Wow. So as you can see, the stage here is lower than most places. Yeah. And the floor is close. Yeah. So the bands love the proximity to an active, engaged audience who's mm-hmm. all standing up and mm-hmm. fired up right there. Yeah. But the rest of the house is, if I can use the word, more controlled and, and orderly. Yeah. But the bands really love the setup. 
if they play arenas, the stage is probably six feet high. Yeah. This is like four and a half yeah. or so. And the, the band's really, it's different. It's a different experience because they're really close to the audience. Yeah. Um, we did Alicia Keys the first time here many years ago. Wow. And I was standing here with her manager. And after the first song concluded, the audience reacted obviously positively and loudly yeah. and she flinched we saw this flinch oh and i said i told i turned her manager said what, what, what was that and he goes she's not used to that sonic the energy, boom yeah. of the energy from the crowd because she'd been playing arenas higher up farther from the audience the acoustics of santa Barbara. everyone talks about hey, an acoustic it's a great room mm -hmm. yes for the audience hearing the band but it's the other way too mm -hmm. the band hears the audience equally well and and when the band's like that, that's part of the reason musicians like it is they feel the yeah. audience really well here. That's close. Everyone's packed with in. them, packed yeah. in. You can see everything. But you're single... not far at all. Yeah. And particularly the sonic uh, response, boom, gets right to them. Especially when, you know, people play the festival circuit and they're always, it's always so far away. This is very interesting. You can't even see who's on, yeah. on the stage. Yeah. Now, when we turn around here, Obviously, there's the Pacific Ocean, Channel Islands, and some bands, particularly bands from Nashville or the Northeast or Europe, they come here and their minds are just not, they're blown away. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the ocean? Yeah. yeah. And what's that? I go, well, those are islands. Oh, my God. So certain artists come here who have hotels booked. They have hotels in Santa Barbara booked for the night, and they'll come here and go, can we just stay here in our buses tonight? Yeah. Because we want to wake up in the morning and see that. Like, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Like, yeah, sure. So at least once or twice a season, there's a band who cancels their hotel because they want to just park as they can in their buses and they want to see this look, this ocean view yeah. in the morning. And as everyone knows, morning, noon, or afternoon, it looks pretty yeah. cool. Out there. And it is so quaint, too, just kind of in this neighborhood, this pocket in yes. the hills. Now, supposedly... When they built it here in the 30s, there weren't really a lot of houses up on really? this side. Yeah, it was, they, they kind of, let's put it out of town. Gotcha. Yeah. And then so, the town so grew So town grew into it. And um, it's kind of cool. It makes it even, it's kind of interesting that it is in the middle of a neighborhood. And bands tell me who played here, who are playing here for the first time, when they drive from the freeway up Milpas, they're like, how can there be an outdoor event? Like when they're driving, imagine you're driving from the 101 to the bowl on Milpas. And you've never been there, and you're looking at <laughs> the restaurants and the ha this house. Yeah. Like, what? Where are we going? Yeah. No, it's right here, right here in the hood. So Slightly Stupid's on today. They're like a veteran. How many times have they played the bowl? They may now hold the record. I think it's 11 wow. or 12. I'm not sure, but they might have. I, I can do I'll check it. But they may have passed Carlos Santana for most oh, wow. gigs here. Now, supposedly Carlos is coming back next year, so the, now there'll be a race. To, really? For who, it's, the Lakers, it's the Lakers and the Celtics. Like, who's, <laughs> who's the champion? Truly. But, um, yeah, Carlos used to be, you know, every yeah. year and sometimes two nights. Well, I think once we did Carlos three nights, which was pretty cool. Wow. One of the things the Bulls does as a nonprofit is every winter in the offseason, yeah. they do a, a – a project to improve the property and it's happened every year for the last 20. Gotcha. Everything from 20, 21st century power to the terrace to the yeah. stage that we're looking at right now. 
put the spot tower okay. to better seats. And every year they do another project, another project. So this past winter, they put in the, that huge solar. Oh, nice. The solar panels, those huge solar panels. And by, by this winter, not that on a given show night, they'll be energy uh, what do you call it? neutral at that yeah. point. But over the course of the year, they'll be able to supply power back. So what else about booking, I guess I would want to ask you with each year, you know, how do you keep a diverse lineup? I know you told me we're kind of in the middle of the season, but when you first started thinking about this year's season, you want to capture Santa Barbara, but you also want to capture what's popular, get some bigger artists, you know, what goes into booking? And that's always the, the ch- that's the challenge. Yeah. In the, in the 70s and 80s, people have been here over, for a while know that that what we now call classic rock mm-hmm. was the bread and butter and everything else it was mm-hmm. very few other things mm-hmm. occasionally a jazz show occasionally something else but it was what we now always call classic rock that audience is less dominating in terms of who's spending money on tickets so it's allowed the building to keep, become more diverse in, in a way with yeah. different types of stuff and this year i think we have the most broad lineup ever in terms mm-hmm. of different kinds of music and mm-hmm. different kinds of audiences. Um, from the Music Academy's symphonic stuff to uh, Rex Orange County to Alt-J to yeah. uh, Trombone Shorty and the yeah. Voodoo Throwdown show I'm looking forward to, which is an unusual <laughs> show for Santa Barbara, but we like but what, so, what they're about. Mm-hmm. So it's always a challenge. It's not like hunting season where, you know, uh, <laughs> on March 1st you can go out and start looking for turkeys yeah. or, or whatever. It There's already a lot of people contacting me for next year. Wow. Um, there's certain dates I have on hold already for next year that are phenomenal shows. Yeah. Um, some of them will be, come true, others won't. I had a hold for this October that we had for probably seven or eight months, maybe more, for an artist who's played it before, big favorite in Santa Barbara. But they were in the studio and their anticipation was by the fall they'd have a new record and the new record would propel the tour. They, ne- they didn't finish the record. So a couple of weeks ago, after rechecking and rechecking, you still, are you still, is this your hold? And yeah. they said, well, no, we're not coming this year. Okay, n- no problem. So that artist will probably come next year. Now. So, it, so it's always this puzzle. It's always a, you're putting a, a Rubik's Cube together yeah. trying to spin the dates and the times in the right way. Well, because it's also like who's being talked about right yeah. now? Who's in Santa Barbara that's yeah. coming up, focusing on all of that yeah. stuff? Of and there's certain artists, it's one of the one of the challenges is there's artists, and every couple of years is one that really is pronounced is someone will do great in New York and great in LA and great in San Francisco and they'll want to play here because of the success around the country yeah. and it's, it's just a disaster because Santa Barbara just doesn't care mm-hmm. or hasn't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. Usually when it's that kind of a disaster, they don't care. <laughs> but yeah. but um, it's that's kind of a challenge because we don't have the normal big city. You play the club, you play the big club, you play the ballroom, you build up and bands generate their own momentum to playing the bigger places we don't really have that here even though we have some smaller rooms the progression doesn't exist so we have to look to other places particularly uh, denver san francisco and la yeah. to see how who's developing and who's growing and building and uh, who are people talking about mm-hmm. but where's the buzz mm-hmm. um and we go from there bands like um disclosure yeah wouldn't be a normal thing that we would 
typically think about here, but um, that came to our way and I knew how it was doing around the country and, and um, we went after it and it actually was a very successful yeah. event this year. Well, and Santa Barbara has so many different pockets. It's it's part has like an old area, old town Santa Barbara. It has UCSB and <laughs> yeah. Isla Vista. Yeah. It has like just generations of people. So there's obviously different music that would go along and, with that. And to that point, IV, UCSB students are harder than ever to get to spend money to come to the Santa Barbara. Yeah. It's just... Why do you think that is? Maybe because like there's house shows out there that are yeah. free or yeah. Well, I, when, when I was a student there, it was there's as much fun. There's more perhaps as much fun going on there mm -hmm. for way less dollars, mm -hmm. and you can just stay there and not worry about transporting yourself or driving while intoxicated. And yeah. it's it's kind of a convenient. You can you can do you can have your party in IV and not be just on walk. the road. Yeah. You walk. And I also think the student population has a how would I say less of a party mentality than perhaps when I was there. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. It has changed a little it's bit. It's changed. I feel like a lot of people these days, especially like of people that I talk to, are very much into going, like concert revival in a way. I feel like something about going to a concert and seeing a band that like you've never even heard of before is like something very like eclectic and funny about it. This is a great point. I did Willie Nelson here last year. Yeah. It really did great business. And I saw so many young people and I was walking up to them like, what's the deal? Why yeah. are you here? And they go, just what you said. I want, I've never seen him. I've heard about him. I'm afraid he may stop touring or pass away. I want to see it before I'm not able to. Mm -hmm. I'm real curious. And how'd you like it? Oh, it was amazing. Great. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And you see, okay, that's why it's Willie Nelson. Mm -hmm. That's why we talk about it. Yeah, we get more of that. And, and that's a great comment on Santa Barbara being a musically literate Mm. Pop, as mm -hmm. small as we are, the bull and I think the general community creates a, a literate, mm -hmm. um, curious mm -hmm. base of pot potential yeah. patrons. And it's fun because we do shows here like Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Oh, my. Yeah. Who we love. But we were concerned, like, does Santa Barbara even know who they are? And there were a lot of people. I'd say a quarter of the house had no idea. They just heard. Mm -hmm. This is good. Mm -hmm. You should check it out. People, they asked their friends. Yeah, check them out. It was a brilliant show. Brilliant show. We I love them. We think they're coming. But they will come back because they enjoyed it and the uh, public enjoyed it. With the issue with, you know, getting people to come back to the bowl or younger people to kind of invest in the next generation of the bowl and people who will attend the bowl. How do you organize outreach? What do you do to promote like, hey, let's get more young people to come see Willie Nelson or let's like, let's see. It, it, it's can... a continuing, a continual project of, of re outreach, like you said. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of oh, uh, what I used to call turning over every stone to look for people. Okay. Social media, obviously, we get deeper and deeper into. Mm -hmm. um, but throughout town, we're big, we're fans of every angle we can take to get someone's attention to go, the bowl or this show, check it out. This is the thing. And more and more people know, as I think you know from your associates, people who have recently moved here or who have never been here, you definitely hear about, like, are you going? And like today, those people are like, you going to the ball thing? Yeah. It's a very unique, it, the ball has a unique position in the social constellation of the town. People pay attention to it. And, and we do, we have found that it's taking less marketing dollars and time to get the public's attention. We also found since the pandemic that people to our south, where there's great numbers of human beings, 
Um, they like they have discovered that coming here is more fun than going to places in the uh, megapolis of Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. And they find that it, they can drive an hour here and have more fun here in a better atmosphere with nicer. The whole vibe is different. Yeah. With the ocean view, as opposed to driving an hour and a half to another location in LA where it's not as fun. Yeah. And we get more and more people coming north because it's. It's, it's cool. Yeah. And the product, I think, is a, a superior product to what you get yeah. in L.A. And it feels more intimate. Yeah. And the people who work here, the gray shirts mm -hmm. and the yellow shirts, are a unique group of people. The ushers, most of whom are emotionally invested in this place. They, yeah. Some of them have been here 15, 20, 25 years. Oh, wow. And there are truly roving ambassadors to the whole place. Yeah. And they, they, they're here because they love what goes on. They love music. And they're members of our community. And they're, they're wonderful in terms of customer service and customer outreach. And the yellow shirts, security, mm -hmm. are customer service people. They're not, yeah. they're not trying to be the local militia. Yeah. They, they're here to help people um, be safe and have a good time. And we hear this from particularly Angelinos all the time, which is when they come here, they're like, God, it's everyone's so nice. People are so pleasant. It's so it's, so, it's such a different vibe. And the artists, all this is their office. I'm pointing at the stage here. That every artist that plays here, their office, like my office or anyone else's office, is that stage. And when you're at, I know when I'm at my office, I know where my stuff is. I'm aware of where my where is the paper here's Definitely. my pen. here's my stuff here's my power stuff they see what's going on artists completely see and observe and can tell how the public's being treated they, they have x-ray vision mm -hmm. when it comes to how their fans are being treated and we hear all the time we month after month year after year from the artists going you guys handled us well you treat the people really well it's not a it's not a you know a, a, a penal system it's a yeah. Come and enjoy yourself and stay safe. And over and over, there's little mini examples and there's some larger examples where people are treated really different than at other cities in terms yeah. of having fun on a show. Yeah. And are you still working with, through Golden Voice? Are they also partnered? Golden Voice has the exclusive here. And uh, everyone, I think, knows we were uh, part of a bigger corporation, but we do all Southern California, mm -hmm. San Diego, L.A., Santa Barbara, Inland Empire, yeah. some shows out in the desert nice. in India and uh, little shows out there. Yeah, they're good. They're, they're great. They're a great company because they're very music oriented. It's yeah. about the music. Yeah. It's about the experience, mm -hmm. about people having a good time. Yeah. And the music is just so key as opposed to, I think some of my competitors, it's about the business, the business, the business. Yeah, it's about the business, but it's also dealing with musicians and people who love music and want to hear music and buy and consume and digest. and. Yeah live music so yeah, yeah. the golden voices kind of has a slightly different angle on that than most companies in terms of yeah. it's about the music and those who make it and those who enjoy yeah. it so i know you mentioned a little bit earlier of, about what kind of a few things that the artists have said but of artists who have come here and this is their first time playing here you know maybe they played the bowl maybe they played red rocks or whatever what do they say about santa barbara 
Exactly. It's funny from a lot of, depends on where they're from. Um, I, I always love the Nashville artists yeah. who who not used to seeing the ocean. <laughs> seeing the ocean. Yeah. And they just love it. That Nashville, we, we've kind of, uh, Nashville's gotten uh, very, has become aware of us and the audiences in Santa Barbara have become much more welcoming, shall I say, to country artists. Mm -hmm. and, and we're doing a lot more as people can see. But it's a great fit. It's a great the setting for artists and that they love the natural setting. They absolutely, not only just the view of the ocean, but the, it's the vibe of it as well. And they, they're aware of people coming here with that relaxed coastal living vibe. Yeah. But that helps you with a lot of bands. There's a lot of European bands that just, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, another version of that or another look at that is, if you see, you look around us, there's not a single piece of commercialism where we're standing right now. Yeah. I'm looking at the terrace, the beer, the stage, the sides of the stage, the house, the seats. There's no signs. There's no commercial signage. And there's a lot of bands who love us because of that. Because they, many bands, rightly believe that we, the public or the buildings or the promoters, shouldn't be prospering from selling them out. So Radiohead is the biggest example of when they first came here, one of the things they love, besides all the things, you know, the, the vibe and the people, is the non-commercial nature. They hate to have themselves associated and sold with some other product. And it's, they're that right. they really have nothing to do with. And yeah. don't pro have no choice in yeah. and have no financial stake in. That's interesting. And they, one of the reasons they played here more than any other single venue in America is because they like that vibe they play here the smallest place they often play because they like all the other ingredients every other piece is like check check yeah. check 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 another thing that goes on here is the beer the prices of the beer it's always and i i, I encourage them but i have los angeles friends who come and go god your beer they're like yeah because this ain't la that's right the beer's less yeah because that they're not about the building is not about gouging the public. It's not what it's about. Yeah. Um, and everything, pretty much everything, the parking, the beer, the other things you buy is less than when you go to major cities. But the experience, we believe, aside from that, is a better general experience. Yeah. And so getting into booking, how did you worry? Are you a musician? Are you someone who just loves music? You know? Both. I play, <laughs> I play, yeah, I grew up playing in bands. Okay. And I've played music for most of, since I was a uh, pre-teen, yeah. been in bands, been around musicians. And then in, when I went to UCSB and living in La Vista, I was doing street parties. Oh, you know, yeah. we, we would block off our uh, apartment, uh, parking zone, and have local bands and charge three bucks. And it was super fun. One of my favorite nights in Isla Vista with that was... We had this party that kept growing bigger and bigger. The, the foot, the, the public was growing, and now our little boundaries with little yellow tape have been knocked down. Yeah. And now the the streets around us were full of people. Oh. And then um, it started getting a little bit too crazy. So an associate of mine and I walked, ran over to the foot patrol, and said, and not identifying what our role was, said, yeah. "I think you may want to come over and take a look at this. It's getting kind of big over yeah. there." And we went jogging back. They were behind us, and we're kind of leading the way. We're jogging back. It wasn't that far. And when we turned the corner, now I come. Now I'm like 12 minutes, 15 minutes later, and it's even bigger. 
and we heard them stop running. <laughs> the, the foot, they're like, the, we can't do this. No, the, the footsteps stopped behind us, and they're like, and eh, no, that's okay. We'll this call somebody else. Yeah, no, it's out of our world. Um, so we had the band, the band stopped, and everything was okay. But it, it was, it was, that was my concert starting uh, experience was in, in Isla Vista. That's awesome. I mean, there's, you know, the Red Barn, there's Miko yeah. Garage. Yeah. I mean, they're still around today. Yeah. I remember going there too, and it's historic to think, you know. All yeah. of these different bands. College town, it's good, it's ripe, right? There's not, in a way... It, the surf culture also ties yes, into it, too. perfectly, it does. And, and that if you're in a bigger city, there's built-in alternatives for that energy. But in Santa Barbara, when there's, let's say, not a show at the Bowl or the Arlington, and you have a party in IV, it, it's, That's it's where it's at. It's the thing that day. Yeah. And it can be big, and it's good. So, but it gave us, at the time bigger experience and therefore getting the skills to do then bigger shows yeah. after that and bigger. Yeah. So after that I was doing shows at a, at a club level and then some of my favorite early shows were at La Casa de la Raza. Mm. Great place. They were super happy to have shows there because they could sell beer <laughs> and uh, it was a bigger room and we were doing pretty big shows at La Casa de la Raza and it was super fun. They uh, that, Again, they weren't there to be policing people's behavior, and um, they enjoyed the culture that was coming in the door and yeah. the, the the activity at the site. Um, one of the we did the Red Hot Chili Peppers at La Casa when they wow. were first coming around, and many many others as well. Yeah. So that just kept growing. Yeah. Was there anyone that you've met since you know booking the bowl, or even then, that you kind of were a little bit nervous to meet as an artist? Maybe they were an inspiration to you. There's a lot of people that have been super fun because just it's you can feel the energy yeah. like like they're almost like superpowers. It's yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Um, one of our favorite because they are so genuine and humble and normal and brilliant. Yeah. Is uh, Robert Plant. Okay. He likes coming here. We wow. like him. He's always he's a guy that if he wanted to be a diva. I give it all, like, you go, you're it, no problem, you be, it's you, man, because you're the man, but he's the, he's the, he's the nicest guy in the world, he's coming this year, I'm super excited, in August, he'll be here with Alison Krauss, it's a killer show, Um, we also like that, well, anyway, he's just pleasant to be around, he's nice, he's, talks to all of us, and we have a good time. Now, the bowl may be smaller than other competitors, but the specs of the stage roof and the VIP terrace give this venue its appeal especially to big artists who lug giant sets and equipment around the country and need the proper accommodations. That's why Moss says the Santa Barbara Bowl is somewhat of a hidden treasure for artists. We're now up on the terrace, as they call it, which is a um, kind of a private deck where you can um, watch the show and watch the city and the ocean. Um, We're in the indoor part of it. And pre-pandemic, they used to have a a really nice buffet up here where it's snack, snack, snacks. Wow. Everything's super delicious now. Everything is prepackaged. Pre-packaged yeah. So good. Not quite the same. We're hopeful that in maybe a year we can Soon go enough. back to our Vegas style buffet. Yeah. But it's super nice. Tucked up on the hill. Uh, you can look out these windows and see the trees right, right outside. And on the other side, you see the plows and the stairs. The cool thing about this deck they built it at the height where you can see the stage yeah. perfectly, and you can see the, the ocean perfectly. The ocean, yeah. 
so organizing an event like this, there's like, you have merch, you have everything. And I know you said there's a lot of community volunteers. Is that really the basis of what keeps yeah. the bowl going? Yes, um, the bowl is a nonprofit foundation and they're run by a board. The property is county owned, but the board has, through great leadership and great execution, done all these projects I speak of in terms of yeah. improvements, improvements, improvements. We didn't talk about it, but that what we call the roof, the stage housing and oh, roof, yeah. it's the most substantial outdoor roof in the United States. Mm. The, um, people can talk about the Hollywood Bowl or Red Rocks or many Why other. Why is that? Because so many years ago when there was a different roof, it was a, a, a regular steel kind of, yeah, probably a roof left over from the US Festival or something. Oh. We had a show, uh, we had a confirmed Tom Petty show. And by the time we got, right before the on sale, we were advancing the technical side of it. And the tour and my production people realized we can't do the show because I can't hang his stuff, sound, lights, video. That roof wouldn't handle the weight. So we real, and the show went away. We lost a sold out show. Again, hadn't gone on sale, but it was still, oh my God, I, I got Tom Petty to play here, but now he can't because our roof's too, too much of an antique. So yeah. we, we proceeded through that next season, okay, because not every band had that kind of requirements for, yeah. for weight, hanging weight. But when they redid the roof, which was always in the plans, they built the roof, not what they, what the, the bowl calls or some of the people who worked here at the time called the 100 year roof. In other words, we don't want to replace the roof in 2034. We don't want to replace the roof yeah. in 2052. We want the 100 year roof that this will work for rock bands, for music, live music of any kind for the next 100 years. So that roof can hold the most amount of weight. In other wow. words, again, the band sound, lights, and video. And it's bigger than any roof outdoors in America. Um, once upon a time when No Doubt was here, um, their production manager, who I know well, I, he was very impressed with the roof and was complimenting us. And I, as just says, and I, because he knows more about it than I do, I said, how would you compare this to Irvine Meadows' roof? Yeah. He goes, Moss, you could hang Irvine Meadows' roof from this roof. You could hang the Hollywood Bowl roof from your roof. This is the biggest thing in America. It's the, it's the best roof outdoors in America. Wow. So again, little old Santa Barbara with the little old Santa Barbara Bowl. And you can we can do arena shows. We do Black Keys here because we can hang our stuff. Yeah. We do Katy Perry because we can hang our stuff. We do shows that shouldn't be playing a 5,000-seater in a secondary market. Yeah. But we can do them because people were thinking far enough ahead to go, build the 100-year roof. Well, and that must be a lot of the logistical confidence to go after a yes. big artist like that and yeah. be like, we have it. Yeah, yeah, and we do that. We, we've we learned it isn't a... We like the fact, often with bigger artists who have never played, yeah. and I start my negotiations, conversations with them, they'll say, send us a tech pack. That's, that's the code word. Like, yeah. what do you got? Show me yeah. what you got. Yeah. And so what we got is a roof that can hang all your the stuff. Best ever seen. And you can yeah, and you can bring your all your trucks and unload all your stuff and we get shows that really otherwise probably would be nowhere near this place. And the key is, if you think about it, the bands are traveling with we're looking now at the the sound array, yeah. the speakers that are yeah. hanging. But the bands are traveling in trucks with big amounts of sound, lights and video. And let's say over the course of a summer tour, they're spending a million dollars on the sound, the rental of the sound, the rental of the lights, the rental of the video. And then you've got to have big semi trucks to haul it around and people to drive those trucks. And you've got to feed those people and you've got to house those people. So if you're driving all that stuff around North America, 
Don't you want to take your toys out and play with them every night? Yeah. You don't want to leave them on the truck because you're paying way too much money to leave your toys on the truck. So if you have a roof like this and other places in America, arenas particularly, then those trucks come, they unload the show, the bands do their show as they wish and how they view their show. They do the show like they want to do. They're happy. And then we get these shows that are really not meant in a way for Santa Barbara. We get them in, in our town, these big arena level shows yeah. that can play here. Okay, another thing, the stone. Look at the stone. Okay. Talk about rock, we'll talk about this stone. Yeah. So, place is built in 1930s. Mm -hmm. And it was a WPA project, Works Project Administration, who mm -hmm. built many things including Red Rocks and the Hoover Dam. Mm -hmm. and, um, so, they built the place and they brought in these, what I understand to be unemployed stonemasons. And the stone that you see particularly right here was taken from this very hill that oh, we're standing wow. on and they made the walkways and the stairways. So when they did the redo on the bowl in um, the last decade and they refurbished it, so that stone right there that we're looking at is from the same hill. It's the same, it's, yeah. it's, the, it's the sisters and brothers of the stone of that the came out ones. in the 30s. Yeah. And, and they used the same stone for it. So you can see the old stone there, yeah. the color of that wall there is old stone. Mm -hmm. That's new stone. What we're standing on is new stone. That's new stone. But it's all from the same hill. That far wall over there, same deal. Yeah. So they they you they they stayed true to the original theme, vision, architectural feel of the place by using the stone. And it's local. I mean, it's literally from under our feet. Yeah. They just pulled more stone out. Well, it matches the the feel of Santa Barbara. Exactly, too. and the hillside and the trees yeah. and the whole the whole thing. Exactly. And the band and. The people like it. It's good look. It's indestructible. <laughs> Just good, yeah. Most people won't see there, haven't seen this, but the backstage here is crazy good. It's it's one of the mo more um, beautiful and luxurious, if I can use that word, uh, yeah. backstages that most of these bands will see. Um, there's a shower, a really nice shower in every dressing room. There's at least one, sometimes two, or even more sinks in every dressing room, and mirrors and lights and it's really well done and the imagine if you're a touring musician and you're on a bus overnight from berkeley and you've come here do you want to be in a trailer or do you want to be kind of in a nice hotel room? And that's that's what we've got we've got um, in fact we could go back there we want to do a yeah let's do it okay. that'd be awesome we'll do it all right and with the invite backstage i was interested to see what it was like and play pretend as an artist the cafeteria is at the front entrance, and the entire back wall of the main room is full of limited edition show posters. I spot a few that intrigue me, like a metal stamped Radiohead poster from when they played the bowl in 2012. And they prepare food for the bands. Sometimes um, there's over 100 people eating dinner. It's a, lot, it's a busy night. And um, that kitchen kicks it all in gear. Um, Irene's been doing the cooking here for many years. She's good the bands love it here because again the food is not cafeteria food it's it's yeah it's irene's home that's irene right there hi hi <laughs> one of the um again a secret weapon yeah. is this it seems so simple but in a lot of the amphitheaters around the country the food is cafeteria food i can't say it any differently it's, it's yeah. pretty pretty boring and not interesting and not healthy and 
yeah, you can get some variations going, and if there's vegetarians in the band, they can be handled. But this she, Irene, is basically you're going to grandma's house and getting a home cooked meal. And the bands love it. You have a barbecue here. And again, little teeny things, like they go night by night by night to different buildings around the country, and sometimes the food is crap. Yeah. And they come here, it's like, oh my God, here. I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of, promoter of, and collector of uh, concert art. Most of those have won awards. Really? All of those. So that's interesting. I just want to ask, who does the art usually? Um, I have artists that are, um, I've known for a while. Most of these are by this guy named Emmett. Okay. Who I've known since he was a teenager, and he does most of these. That one is one of super famous because the paper is a velveteen paper. You can feel it. it's like velvet. Really? Yeah, velvet or velvet. Oh, or velvet. oh, I see it. That's awesome. And then this one was one of my favorites. It's Radiohead, but it's like a license plate. <gasps> it's stamped in aluminum, and there so and awesome. it was done in aluminum, bronze, and uh, golden color as well. There was three different colors that exist in the world. It's very rare and very sought after. That's awesome. So they so are most of these special posters like the yeah, regular public didn't buy these on the um either. you can but they're rare some of them like that one's really hard to find yeah that one I had done super rare not well distributed this one had a matching one from an LA show and the eyeballs looked at each other oh it wow said pixies and the eyeballs were going that way the Santa Barbara Bowl and then the Greek LA same guy Emic oh, yeah wow. but a lot of them have won like uh, awards that's how to say it. they're award winning posters. I mean, it's an art. Yeah, and I'm a huge fan of it. As you can see, Moss is more than just a booking agent. He's a fan, too. And that's why the Bowl is a local treasure, where music lovers come together with the community to put on truly magical evenings right here in the hills of Santa Barbara. Once again, I'm your host, Molly McEnany. Tune in next week for another episode.